All right, so we're going to get into the word this morning. And uh, the scripture is taken from Psalm 1, verses 1 through verse 3. And uh, this is what he says. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. If you can follow along with me. Blessed, is it up there? All right, let's, let's read it together. This is the Amplified Bible, so let's read it together. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers, ridiculers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, his precepts and teachings, he will habitually meditate day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which reels its fruit in its season. Its leaf also, its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. Verse 6, For the Lord knows and fully approves the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. Just a few days ago, uh, one of my former students who is now, you know, a very accomplished lawyer, doing very well, but we communicate off and on. So he sent me an article that actually was against, you know, all the, what they call prosperity preachers. And, uh, you know, in name, quite a, quite a number of preachers were in that whole, uh, well, video that he sent me. And he said, what do you think of this? Because, you know, all of them are saying all these things about being prosperous and, and etc. Now, if you read, sometimes we like to quote that scripture. God has made us the head and not the tail. He'll make you a lender and not a borrower. You remember that one? That's from Deuteronomy 28. But in Deuteronomy 27, let me see. Yeah, in verse 9, this is how it says in the NIV version. Be silent and listen. <laughs> Be silent and listen. You are now the people of God. Now, this is Moses speaking just before uh, the, the entire group goes into the promised land. Deuteronomy. So he's saying, now, be, this is what I want you to listen to, he says. When you cross over into the promised land, I want uh, all the leaders to stand on Mount Ebal. And I want you to say these things. And then in chapter 27, you have all the curses. Then he said, you've got to go after that and stand on Mount Gerizim where you will pronounce the blessings. Now, this is Moses speaking to a people that have been 400 years, actually 430 years, as slaves. They've been wanderers for 40 years. They had just been living under the grace of God. God fed them with manna from heaven, gave them quail when they wanted meat, God gave them water from the rock. Their clothes never got old. Their shoes grew with their uh, feet. Everything was miraculous. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to plant crops. For 40 years, God just provided miraculously. 
This is living under the grace of God. But he said, now you're going to come into the land of promise. You just enter. This is like us crossing now into a new life, a new phase. They had not uh, accomplished anything yet. And this is what God said. You shall be blessed in every area. You shall become lenders and not borrowers. They haven't even started living yet. They were just wanderers that had just crossed the river. So what, what am I saying? I'm just saying this to you. If the enemy cannot keep a truth from coming into the body of Christ, he will take it to an extreme. Any truth, for example, the truth of freedom. All of us love freedom. Amen. No. Yes. Okay. We all love freedom. We say, oh, we want to be free. Thank God for making us free. But freedom comes with responsibility. Yeah, right? If we don't have responsibility in freedom, then it becomes anarchy where everybody says, I don't want any laws. I want to be free. I can do whatever I want to do. That's not freedom. That is becoming a slave to your passions. So that's not freedom. So anyway, any truth, the truth that God wants to bless you and prosper you is the Word of God. How many of you here got children? Okay, seven people. You want the very best for your children. Now listen, I do believe that we will go through periods of, of trials, testings. We go through hardships in life. That's why we need to listen to the Word of God so that when we do go through it, we still believe that God is in control. God of the mountains, God of the valleys, you never change. You remain the same. God is still in control. I can go through periods of great blessings and periods where I'm empty. But God is still very much in control and you are still strong in your faith. That's what the teaching of the word is all about. So that we can uh, rejoice in great times and rejoice even in bad times. We can say rejoice in all things and in everything we give thanks. Come on, amen. But the plan of a good father is that you get the very best in life. No father plans for hardships for their children. They want to make it easy for their children. Come on. In the, in the same way, God wanted it to be good for the children of God. So when you read the Word of God, you discover that whenever they forsook uh, God, when they began to never pay attention to the laws of God, then they suffered. But whenever they cried out again, God answered. When they cried out, God would send a deliverer. God would send another one and another one to help them through there are difficult times when they turn to God. Every time they turn to God, God was present. God did not forsake them because He's a good God. He does not change. Come on, amen. So as we come into this scripture, I'm talking about the favored and the prosperous person. Uh, you know, Romans chapter 2, 11 says, God does not show favoritism to anyone. But we can find favor in the sight of God. You can find favor in the sight of God. Uh, Luke chapter, five, uh, chapter 2, verse 52. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. This is how we should be living. 
growing in favor with God and also with people. When you please the Father's heart, you get what you ask for. This is what the Scripture says. You receive because you have done that which pleases the heart of the Father. Because you have pleased God, God automatically wants to bless you. Can I hear an amen? So I am all for preaching prosperity. I'm all for preaching the favor of God because this is the plan of God for your life. He is a good, good Father. We will go through difficult times, no doubt about it. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. We will have. Why? Because we are in a sinful world. <laughs> we live among people who are not very nice. This is reality. We live in a very difficult world with difficult times, difficult uh, circumstances, situations. We all go through it. The sun shines on the righteous and on the unrighteous. The rain will fall on the righteous and on the unrighteous. But it depends on where you build your house, how you build it. Come on, amen. Jesus made everything very simple. He says, if you build your, rock, your house on, the, on what I have been telling you, if you listen and you do what I am telling you to do, you will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Storms will come. Floods will come. But you will still stand firm. But if you don't listen to what I'm telling you and obey what I'm teaching you to do, then he says you are like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. When the storms come, see, the storms affect both. They both built houses, but one built in a wrong place. Now I want to build rightly before God. Can I hear an amen? All right, because God wants you to be blessed in every area of your life. He wants your families to be blessed. We don't need just a Chinese New Year saying, you know, be happy, be blessed, be prosperous. God wants us to be blessed. If we desire good things for people, how much more? We being, you know, wicked, the Bible says, human beings. We know how to give the very best to our children. How much more? He's the God of the how much more. How much more will he want to bless you? I mean, I want the best for my children and I want the best for my grandchildren. I want the very best that I can give. Whatever I have, I want it to be given to them so that they can be blessed. Not because they are good, but because I'm a good father. <laughs> I hope you get that one. We give because we are good. <laughs> Not because they are good, but because we are good. Why does God give us salvation? The world was a wicked world. Why did God offer salvation? Because God is good. He cannot help himself. Oh, you're not listening to this one. I like this, man. I'm preaching to myself. And I'm enjoying this. This is good. Good stuff. Because God is good, he cannot deny himself. That's why Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Though you are not faithful, God abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. Amen. I hope you don't go away saying, good preaching, pastor, and do nothing about it. But there are conditions attached to this wonderful promise of God giving us favor. The first one is the thou shalt not. See, the, the Hebrew teaching, you must understand that the Bible was written with a Jewish mindset. And so in their mindset, a lot of the teaching is, is negative to emphasize the positive. That's why they have 
Thou shalt not, the Ten Commandments, right? So we're going to use the thou shalt not and thou shalt not. How many of you know what thou means? <laughs> all right. What's the thou and do us and all that? Okay. Thou shalt not. Three things he gives us. Walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Now notice, notice the sequence. How, what happens is you start by walking with a company of people. You start mingling with them, all right? You start mingling with them. So he says, you know, this is the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, they, are, they are advised, don't walk. Be careful of your friends, in other words, who you're walking with, all right? Don't walk. And then he says, don't, don't uh, stand. You start standing and eventually you will sit and dwell among them. This is the same story with Lot. That's what happened with Lot. He started to walk around and Abraham said, you know, uh, he began to get ideas on, you know, my uncle is blessed, I'm blessed. I mean, uh, I, I want to be more blessed. I want to be an independent. I don't want to just keep following Uncle Abraham. So Lot decides, you know, uh, can, can we now split? I want, I want to start my own. So Abraham said, fine. And he looks, and he must have got ideas from the guys down at Sodom and Gomorrah. So he looked at the plains. It says, before the Lord judged it. Man, they were nice. They said, this, this is how you do things, man. Don't, don't follow this religious stuff. Abraham is constantly building altars. He pitches his tent. Listen, he pitched a tent, but he built altars. Some of us pitch the altar and build our tents. We got to pitch the tent and build altars. Everybody say build altars. Altars represent worship. Altars represent prayer. Altars represent your communion with God, right? Build altars. So he decides, okay, I'm going to choose this place. And eventually, he's not just moving among the people of Sodom and Gomorrah because it's a beautiful city. Both cities are beautiful, well-watered plains. Everything is nice. He is there with them. And eventually, he begins to sit at the gates, the Bible says. The council, listen, if you want to enjoy the full blessings that come through the Psalms, start with Psalm 1. It's the gateway to all the rest of the Psalms. Don't walk. Eventually, you will stand, make your stand with them, and eventually you'll be sitting in the same kind of council. So that thou shalt not, very simple, thou shalt not do these things. Number two, thou shalt. You shall delight in the law of the Lord. You shall delight yourself in the word of God. I'm going to say this, and this, this is truth. How you treat the word of God is how you treat Jesus. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. All things were made by the word. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now we have the written word, but it is still the living word. Come on, amen. How we treat the word of God is how we treat Jesus. If we love the word of God, then we are showing, demonstrating that we love Jesus. Jesus said, if anyone loves me or loves my word, then I will come and demonstrate myself to them. Very simple. So we delight in the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 99 and 100 says this, I have more insight than all my teachers because your written instructions are in my thoughts. I have more wisdom than those with many years of experience because I have obeyed your guiding principles. 
I remember years, some years ago, went back to Penang. I was at the shop, and I met my teacher when I was in school. At that time, I thought my teacher was, you know, the greatest philosopher. <laughs> he had all the wisdom up there. But when I began to talk to him, he sounded so... <laughs> he was, you know, in his late 70s already, but he sounded so immature. And I'm thinking, was this the same teacher? Maybe he's senile. No, but he was not. Okay? <laughs> it's just that... And you begin... Not, not that I'm cleverer, but I, I found out one thing, that you grow in understanding and wisdom. I've shared many, many things with you before. I talked about how uh, before I became a believer, I mean, my mind was so filled with all kinds of rubbish. And so when I went into Bible school and, and they asked us to memorize scriptures, I just could not memorize scriptures. I just could not. And I knelt down and I began to pray and say, God, please help me. Help me to, to know the word of God. And from that time onwards, I felt, you know, the same hand that touched me and changed my life when I just got saved in 1971, December the 4th, in a small little church. Uh, the same hand touched my head again. And this time, from that time onwards, I felt a tremendous desire to know things. And so I would read all kinds of stuff, not just spiritual stuff. Listen, we need to grow in our understanding of life as a whole. Can I hear an amen? Huh? Don't become so heavenly minded that you have no earthly use. Because if you really are heavenly minded, you will be of great earthly use. But God wants us to be wise. And he says, if you learn to delight yourself in the word, he says, listen, this is what you must do. It must become like a habit. Now, we may not remember everything that we read, but we must get into the Word. That's why I, we have a Bible study. You know, there are many churches that have closed down Bible studies. They've closed it down. They just say cell groups, and then we just function with the messages that are given. But Bible studies are so important. Paul didn't say, read your Bible, Timothy. He said, study to show yourself approved unto God. So I encourage you to join the Bible studies, especially what we are going to do uh, this coming, well, this coming Tuesday, we begin. All right, now, very quickly, thou shalt be. And this is what, what I want to talk about. First of all, you shall be. What shall you be? You shall be a planted tree. He will be like a tree firmly planted. Talking to some of the pastors, and, and we came to the conclusion that many Christians are potted, not planted. <laughs> you know, some of you work in big companies, right? And you always change the plants. You send them out, new plants come in. Send them out, new plants come in. Have you seen bonsai plants? They are beautiful, aren't they? Really nice. But that's not what they were supposed to be, man. They were supposed to be out there becoming big trees. But somebody got a hold of them and put them in a little pot kind of thing. Cut here and cut there and just to make them look pretty. But that's not what they were supposed to be. You're not meant to be just pretty Christians. You're meant to be trees. Can I hear an amen? Get planted. Let your roots go down deep. Why is it so easy for people to just go from this church to another church, this church to another church? It's simple because they are not planted. They don't have any roots. So it's easy to just take them out and go put them somewhere else and then take them out and put them somewhere else. They're little pots. Instead of being planted, staying, remaining through hardships, through offense of other people, going through it all 
and still being strong in the Lord. Come on, let me hear an amen. You've got to be a planted tree. Number two, you've got to be a power-fed tree, fed by rivers or streams of water. Listen, the street, streams of water is definitely, we're going to do a little study on that in our uh, Bible study. But you need to know the Holy Spirit. The streams of water refers to the river that flows from God. In fact, Psalm, uh, Psalm 46 and verse 4 there is a river. The river of God is basically the river that flows from the throne of God. Revelation chapter 22 and, and uh, verse 1 talks about the river that flows from the throne of God. It is the Holy Spirit. We don't know the Holy Spirit. He is the one given to us as a friend. We must know the Holy Spirit. So our whole study is going to be the next few weeks going to be on the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know the Holy Spirit, this is where you come in. This is where you begin to come in and try to understand and know and learn who is the Holy Spirit, not what is the Holy Spirit. He is not a power. He's the one that gives power, but He's not a power. Come on. Amen. He's not a force. You need to know Him personally. This is the only person God left with us. He's, Jesus said, it is good that I go because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Once I go, the Holy Spirit will come and He shall remain with you forever. He will never come and go like I have come and been with you for three years and then I'm gone. But He's going to stay with you forever. And don't go and do anything until He comes. You will not succeed in anything even if you know everything, they knew about, they heard all his messages. They saw him resurrect from the dead. They, they knew the whole gospel. But he says, you will not succeed until the Holy Spirit comes. He is the one who must help you. You must be a power-fed tree. I received my life from him. He is the one that enables us. Come on, amen. Many years ago, when I first began, you know, ministry, uh, I was so thin, I could literally hide behind the mic stand. <laughs> I was really very thin, and, and people, people would begin to think, this one, pastor. I will never forget that, man. Until today, I will never forget that. I went to preach in a school, Brother Silveraj. I went into a school to preach. And I usually ride my bike, and I have a guitar behind me. Uh, in case you're wondering, I knew only three chords. Can you hear? Okay. So, I just the three chords. And so, I would use those three chords, carry, go. Every school. I mean, in Klang, I covered every school. I would ride all the way to uh, Kuala Selangor on my bike, go to another school and sing to students. And then at one time, I went to another school. I think it was in PJ. And I went to preach. So, I came in a little bit, you know. I came in and uh, I sat right at the back there. And, uh, you know, my guitar was already put to the side. So I sat at the back there, and the students began to sing and sing and sing. And then the, the person said, while we are waiting for the speaker, <laughs> and I'm sitting there because I look very thin, and, of course, I look like a student. I look very young at that time. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sitting there. And so we are, while we are waiting for the speaker, then the one person said, no, no. person at the back, you know, I, I could see the guy standing there pointing, pointing to me. And so, oh, the speaker is here, the speaker is here. Let's invite, you know, Pastor David uh, Ramaya to come and speak. 
So I got up and I'm walking down. Halfway down the hall, one small little Indian boy. Ayo, this one's speaker. <laughs> Pastor, this one. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Never forget it. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, some churches I go to preach, they spend three minutes introducing my older brother. And then they end by saying, we're so happy to have his brother with us. <laughs> that was my introduction. Okay. So one day I'm standing in front of the mirror and I'm going, and I used to get sick. Every morning I wake up coughing and everything. I stood in front of the mirror. I said, Lord, there is no good thing that dwells in me. I mean, I don't know why I'm a priest. Nothing good dwells in me. Nothing good. And then I heard this voice saying, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who lives inside of you? Oh, at that time I felt strong. And from that time onwards, I never complained. I just began to believe that God would feed me and feed me. You have to be a power-fed power fed tree. Come on, amen. And you shall be a productive tree. It yields its fruit in its season. Amen. There's a season where we will yield fruit. In other words, there are seasons where we do not yield fruit. But just because we don't yield fruit doesn't mean, oh, I'm not getting anything in this church, I will go to another church. You are not yielding fruit, stay put. The season will come. You're not succeeding in certain areas, just continue doing what you are doing. Don't uproot yourself. It's very sad to see the profiles of young people applying for jobs. Sometimes, you know, by the time they are 30, they've already got about seven, eight jobs they've already done. From one job to another, because the boss said something they don't like. The worker said something they don't like. Get up, go this place, go that place. I mean, people will usually ask, if I'm employing you, I will ask who was your previous boss. Can I get the contact? I want to talk to your boss. I want to find out, were you really good in that area? Or did you really make an attempt, tried something? Why did you leave? I want to know why you left. Come on, amen? Now, when this happens in the world, you accept it. Why is it in the church when we ask people, why is it you left? Nothing. La. What happened? Nothing. La. Nothing, Pastor. Don't worry. Nothing. La. Nothing. Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Something must have taken place. You got upset. You uprooted yourself. Come on. You don't like my message. If we want to be productive, we've got to stay rooted. The seasons will change, but you will bring forth fruit. And of course, lastly, you shall be a prosperous tree. Its leaf does not wither. Whatever it does, he prospers. Can I hear an amen? Whatever you do, it will prosper. Just needs a little time. You may not see it as being prosperous, but listen, man, God will prosper his own people. This is his desire. All he asks of you is that you just remain faithful to the word. Delight yourself. Ask God, give me a delight to, to read the word, Lord. Open my eyes. David prayed this prayer. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things out of your law. We think laws are so binding, but David said, Oh man, there are wonderful things in your law that I need to see. I'm not seeing it. So open my This is David. The guy who knew God so well, who wrote all these wonderful psalms where we borrow and make songs out of. The man who knew God still said, I want to see wonderful things from your word. I'm not seeing it, but please open my eyes so that I can see this. Amen. May God show you that you can be a favored person in his sight. 
different from everybody else. God will draw a line where he will cause his people to be seen very clearly. The promise was made to the Jewish nation. And no group of people have ever suffered like they have suffered. But in spite of it, they are still a blessing to the world. In so many areas, they have won the most number of Nobel Peace Prizes. How is it possible? Almost the entire race wiped out the Second World War. Still, they survived it. It's a tiny little nation. You can just cover the whole nation in just a day. <laughs> and yet, it is such a tremendous powerhouse. Why? Because God said, I will bless you. And God is no man's debtor. He does not regret. He does not take back his giftings. Come on, can I hear an amen? If we continue to be faithful to God, we shall be blessed. This blessing not only is for the nation of Israel, it comes to all those who put their trust in God. We are the children of Abraham. The Bible talks about this. Come on, amen? So we are blessed in every area. May you be blessed. May you find the favor of God each day of your lives. May you see the hand of God resting upon you all of the time. Can I hear an amen? Stand with me. Hallelujah.